Hey, what's up? This is JF from Cataclysm, and you're listening to Interview Under Fire. All right, everyone. Sunny back here with Interview Under Fire. JF, thank you so much for joining our podcast today on IUF. A big month up ahead for you and the guys over at Cataclysm with the release of Unconquered coming out September 25th. 14 albums. I can't believe it's already been. We're already at that mark at your career. Now, it's crazy. Yeah, it is crazy to, to say at the least. Before we get to that, I'm going to ask a very important question. And it's a very yes. simple one that a lot of people have been overlooking. How are you? <laughs> how have things <laughs> been for you and the band as of late? And how is how's life in Dallas? I and mean, we're both in Dallas, you know, and yeah. we're, we're both here right now. But how are things for you as of late? I mean, it's, it's crazy times. I, 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 didn't, I didn't feel too much of uh, what's going on out there because I've been just in my studio working on music. And uh, the only thing I miss is, is really like going out and, and play shows because like everything we have booked for this, for this year in the summer, it's postponed to next year. So uh, that's the hard part for me. But then I started working in the studio and I, I keep getting more and more jobs. Uh, because because of the situation, because a lot of bands are right now, they're working on music, they're recording, nobody can tour, right? So mm-hmm. I keep getting studio jobs for mixing and mastering and producing and all that. So I've been keeping busy and it's paying my bills, so I'm not complaining, but I just can't wait to return to stage. I really miss it. Uh, that's the part that, that bothers me the most, but my life has been okay because... I don't go out of the house too much. I, I just do my thing. I, I go to the grocery store, make sure I get enough uh, supplies and beers and alcohol to survive. But everything else has been great. Um, I get to spend more time with my daughter because she's about to start school. Uh, hopefully, if school is even open. <laughs> but uh, she's about to start school, so I get some a lot of times to spend with her before uh, she, she starts. And uh, it's, that was cool as well, to spend time with the family and, and such. And th- those listeners who are tuning into this episode, you know, me and JF, we're both in Dallas and grocery shopping is not the easiest thing to do, let me tell you. And JF, I know you're a producer, an engineer, you've, you've worked with so many different talented musicians. And if you like, even though the only change in your schedule is not doing live shows, that's a huge part of your schedule that's just been taken away. Now, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's usually it's my main income, like, so to speak, like, it's, it's what I do, I play it live shows and it's, it, at least half the year that's what I that's what I'm doing but now it's like a whole rescheduling but like like I said I'm, I, I'm not feeling it too much I just I just miss it really that's the, that's the harder part how is that affecting your musicianship because now that you're home I'm assuming you can live in a place where you can just play your guitar and crank it up as loud as you want without the neighbors complaining <laughs> yeah it's, it's pretty cool I got, I got this little home set up recording studio and I, I can be as loud as I want and and that's not a big uh, that's not a big issue so uh, <laughs> I'm really well set up and I, I love doing it for it's, it's my passion I love waking up in the morning and grabbing a coffee not even breakfast I'll just I'll just go straight to my guitar and Same start here. playing and, <laughs> and I, I, I always hit record on the computer just in case I come up with something cool and uh, I, I record everything and then sometimes I just go back and I'll listen to all the riffs I got on there. And sometimes I find, I find little hidden gems and I, I cut, I cut them, save them and use them later for, for future songwriting. 
Does this pandemic, now that we're spending a lot of time at home as of late, does this open new things up for you personally and artistically that you may have not noticed before about yourself? Yeah, I mean, uh, the, 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 the thing that's, uh, that I'm always on, that uh, I'm always, like, also especially with, with, with my family, because I'm, I'm not used to be, like, 24 7 together like with my wife and my daughter and it it's been so far a great experience uh, i've read i'm reading online like everybody else some people are having a hard time dealing with that but for me it's been good and I, as an artist it gives me more time and more uh, I, I have more more just more time you have to 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 write and do stuff because normally i'm, I'm whenever it, it comes to the, the that time of the year where I need to write music and work on it. It's always very fast because it's in between tours and it's always like record label and management going like, you got to do an album by this date because blah, blah, blah. And then you're going to be on the road again. And, and so it's always a time pressure. Now I don't have that, that, that pressure anymore. So it feels great to just let go and really focus and, uh, take the time to do things right exactly how, how I want them. And that, that's a, a big difference. And you've been at this for nearly 30 years, almost three decades. And you guys have played at Brutal Assault, Valkyrie, like the festival list mm-hmm. goes on for you guys. What was your favorite part about touring? Because now you're kind of taking like an unseen step back. And does it make you have a growing appreciation for the tour life? Because there's culture, there's fans, even the food, you know, this. Yeah. So, ma- so yeah, many things I, that's you can what, experience. <laughs> that's what I was about to say. Like my favorite part about the whole thing is, is really uh, the traveling and, and experiencing different cultures. Like you said, the food and the, <laughs> how things work in different countries around the world. It's, it's some, some of these places is so night and day from us in the U S that it, it's mind blowing, but you, you can take home a little bit of everything I experience. And then, and then you, you, you bring it into your own life. And I think it's, uh, it's invaluable like that that whole experience so that's my uh, that's that's the thing i miss the most uh, and then there's the, the connection with the fans like when you're on stage you're playing your songs and i feel cataclysm has always been more of a live band than a studio band and uh, that's where we shine the most and that's where we we have that special uh, connection and energy between the musicians and between uh, the band and the fans and uh I miss that connection a lot as well. You know, you talked about the live, the live presence that you guys exhibit when you're on stage. It's it's a whole different different monster when it comes to Cataclysm as opposed to seeing you guys in person instead of seeing mm-hmm. you guys on the screen. Now, I know you've seen this live streaming. A lot of the bands have been doing yeah. that as of late. So I want to ask you as an artist who's been at this for a long period of time, like I just mentioned, do you think the quarantine-induced live streaming surge that we're seeing right now is that going to affect the touring musician business going forward? Do you still see bands doing this even after all this is over? I, I don't think it's going to affect the touring business because I think people love live music. It, they live for it. It's, it's a passion we all share, and especially metalheads. It's so important when your favorite band come to town, you want to go see it. And oh, yeah. <laughs> it's not going to change. Like Whenever I, I know for sure that it's safe to go out there, it's not going to change anything in my life. I'm still going to go out to the clubs and the bars here in Dallas to go, to go see my favorite bands when they're coming through. And, and I just, just love the experience. It's uh, I, 
Like you, you can see it right now with uh, what, what happened a couple of days ago. You had Great White that played in North Carolina and, and they drove yeah. tons of people. Yeah, you can tell that people are eager to just get out of their house and, and, and go see shows. It's just, it's not the right time right now and it's a bit dangerous to do so, I, I'd say. And please don't do it. And <laughs> wear your mask and, and stay safe. Like, we, we, I want this to be over as fast as possible. Uh, it possibly can so we can go get back to do what we do i mean i feel like asking someone to wear a mask nowadays is just it's a lot to ask for and it, even though it's just a mm-hmm. simple thing now i was going to ask you exactly. know from one texan resident to another what's your favorite venue that you've been at around dallas i i, I love the i love the bar and grill the, oh yeah <laughs> i had so many interviews there so they actually did yeah. the i think they shut down live and yeah, live, the... you know, we, we, we played both and live for me was just big and impersonal and, and the treatment there as an artist was fantastic, but I didn't care for my experience as a musician on that stage, but I love the bar and grill. I think it's awesome. You play outside. It's a, it's just the right size venue and you pack it up and it's a big party and it's always fun every single time. And, and they, of course the... I, yeah, they're actually expanding it. But go ahead. What were you going to say about that? I was going to say, I was going to mention Threes. We had a bunch of great shows at Threes and uh, the Rail Club in Fort Worth. Um, and then uh, the, what's that bar down the trees? Like that, like uh, Reno's, Reno School. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, man, Reno's. That's that's where all the metalheads hang out. That's It's right across yeah. the street from there on Elm Street. They have all these bars just going down the, the entire street. And they're actually expanding uh, Gas Monkey Bar and Grill. I don't know if you saw they they are adding like a rooftop I didn't now. See that. Yeah, I didn't see that, but I'm excited if they do because I think it's the best venue here. That's the most fun I, I have is there. Man, that's actually one of my favorite venues. Now, speaking of you know one of your favorites, we're gonna we're gonna talk about Unconquered here, your 14th yes. album, and coming up September 25th on Nuclear Blast Records, and it was recorded and engineered at JFD Studio right here in Dallas, Texas, right? Yep. Yeah, yep. it's your studio. And is there a level of convenience for an artist like yourself to have their own studio when it comes to writing and producing their own material? It's amazing because, like, actually, you start kind of the recording process at the same time you start the writing process because I record everything. So, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I'm, I record my, uh, my takes, and sometimes I'll keep the originals because they feel better than than trying to redo something over and over to perfection where, where the original intention was the best take. So sometimes I just keep those and they stay on the record. Sometimes I'll redo it because it's not clean enough or whatever. But, uh, but the point is like you have all this, this, uh, these options because it's your own, own place. You, you, I get up in the morning, I start working whenever I feel like if I don't want to start working uh, in the morning and sometimes I'll just, and I'll do a barbecue in the backyard, and then at nighttime, like uh, when it's nice and cold out, I'll, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'll come in and just write some more music, and I, I just you can go with the flow. You're not on a schedule, and that's the the best thing about it. And you brought in Colin Richardson, and this guy has just the the amount of experience he's had with so many artists: Sepultura, Carcass, Behemoth, Trivium. And you had Chris Clancy also coming in and aid with the mixing. Mm-hmm. What influence to go that direction? Even though you had all this convenience and all this, oh, I have my own studio. I can do this, this, this. And you still wanted to bring in Colin's, Colin's perspective. What influenced you to go that route also? Well, we, we liked, uh, as Cataclysm, we, we do like hiring a mixer. 
uh, at the end of the project just because we uh, like like you work on on the the demos you write the music the arrangements and then you jumped on the the recording process and and then sometimes by the end of all that it's kind of nice to have a, a, a <laughs> an outside opinion coming in and say hey hey guys like what about this or what about that and and uh, having somebody like piecing it all together i think it's it's a good it's a good idea especially with somebody like Colin Richardson that has all this experience and for me it was a bit of a dream because when I started as an engineer, he was the engineer I looked up to. Like he, he made my favorite uh, mixes, the, the stuff that I compare. Like whenever I work on a band, if I want to see if it's good enough, I put a, a Colin mix to compare. And if it compares, I'm like, all right, it's, it's good. It's good enough because the, it's the best in my opinion. And uh, working with him was great because he's uh, he was actually retired. Yeah, I know. That's what I was, that, that was like, huh? They brought they brought back Colin. <laughs> and the reason that why, like, I, I I know Chris Clancy for many years, and we we talk a lot. And uh, I was I mentioned him like how much I like Colin Richardson guitar tones and all of that. And he says, "Wait, he, he lives down the street from me." And I'm like, what? <laughs> so I said, "Ask him if you would do Galifism. We would love to work with him." And uh, it, it was done kind of like that. And we rented them the Sneep Studio where we, we did the Ghost and Gods uh, album there. Awesome. So it was, a great, it was a great studio to work at. And so Colin, uh, Colin and Chris went there and uh, took care of the, of the mixing and it came out amazing. And, well, and Chris, Clins, Chris Clancy did the mastering as well. It's, it's a great team together, those two guys, because Colin has, he has an incredible ear earring for the for metal for the metal jar and and uh he has all this knowledge from the old school days and then you got chris that like super young and modern and and knows all the tricks on on, on pro tools and all the, the the new equipment so those two heads together they like magic comes out plus it works great with the way i record things because everything i sent they they loved it and it it, it just the, the that old combination worked wonders i think for this record okay you know this question was coming now is this the best yeah. produced album in your career i would say yes i mean it's, it's i mean sometimes for different reason, reasons you might like a production or a certain record that came out at a sort of point in time but for me this is like the 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 the, the point of like where after 30 years of doing this then you always evolve and you tried to push yourself and do better and th this is like the the i the, the peak i think of everything we've done and everything everything we've done also sound wise and i i i'd like to think the next one will be better and that we're on a good uh, path right here but uh, so far it's it's my favorite uh, my favorite album song songwriting wise and my favorite album uh, production wise as well Man, between writing, structuring the songs, you know, songwriting and production, where does the originality and innovation come from? Is there a formula to maintain that progress for you? Because, you know, you got keeping things fresh even after 30 years. I, I know it's easier said than done. It's a challenge. It's a challenge because you get a million bands doing a million songs oh, yeah. themselves all the time. And you don't want to copy anybody and you want to always be original. Yet, yet you want to keep 
a part of your sound that made you who you are as a band, but you want to move forward and evolve and bring in new elements. So that's, that was kind of the idea. Uh, it's, I mean, we do things quite spontaneously. We don't really think things through too much, but we know kind of like where we want to go and we, and we go for it. I think with Cataclysm, like I said earlier, we're, we are a really good live band and we're a strong live band. And sometimes I, I find myself that we're a better live band than uh, a band that you listen on record. And for us, it's always the challenge of ca capturing that live energy and put it on an album. And, and it's always every year we try our best to get that done. And we're getting, I feel we're getting closer and closer to the, the main goal here. <laughs> so yeah. this, uh, this, this album is, uh, is everything I would hope for. And I, I hope, uh, I hope the inspiration keeps coming and we can keep uh, doing more in that, in that style or keep building from, from that, you know, I'll tell you that I'll be your biggest endorser. Just keep things going. Now you guys did release the kill shot as one of your singles. Why pick that specifically? Um, it's, it's, it was really hard to choose on this album because I've, there's nine tracks and I find personally any of those nine tracks could have been a single, honestly. And it's all about different directions or different colors or textures that you want to showcase as the first song. Me, what sold me uh, the kill shot is more about, I love that. I love the super epic intro at the beginning of the track. I love that. I was, I, 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 I was going to say something about that track. I was like, okay, I'll have you say it. <laughs> and then this, this is, I love that part of the track. I love how brutal it is. And the, the message behind it is, is very awesome. And I think it, it was um, like, it was a hard choice, but it's a good choice. It's a good first single. And it was, it's also the opener of the record. So it, it may, makes sense to start with that one and then uh, hopefully get people into it and, and then they'll discover the other songs like uh, as they come along. Man, just a couple more topics I want to cover because the infamous Heart Beast, he makes his return yes. after 10 years and he was in The Arms of Devastation, uh, Prevail, and I think Heaven's Venom. Is that, <laughs> yeah, yeah. What, so, and you guys went to, what's his name? Uh, Blake Armstrong, yeah. So yeah. you went to him and what, influenced you to go with this uh, as far as was there a theme to why you chose Blake Armstrong coming back in and with the with the art that you've actually chosen because the heart piece is well, it's an it's an I iconic part of what cataclysm established you know and what it made his return after 10 years why now well we were on tour uh, in December and we're starting to put ideas together for the cover art of the album because at that point the album was almost ready we were just yeah. throw, throwing ideas out there. And, and we, uh, we thought, like, why not bring the art piece back? Because he was like the, almost like the emblem, uh, the mascot of the band for a, a six, six very successful era of our career. So we were thinking, like, bring, let's bring him back, but a bit more modern, a bit more angry, uh, a bit more in your face. And, and then we thought, Blake, could be it could be the guy because he did some great stuff within flames and uh, it, it, he does uh, a certain type of art that kind of looks 
modern while while looking old school at the same time it's kind of it's a good crossover yeah and uh it, it we're like it fits perfect what we're trying to achieve and he came up with the the first uh, few con concepts it was the beast with like a, a whole uh, background of kind of like a city in ruins and very dark and all that and then we we thought it looked awesome but one morning he sent us a mail and was like hey guys what about this and he sent us the the art beast with the white background and we're like holy shit that's the cover we're, we're, <laughs> no, we're, no second guesses really on loved, that yeah we really loved the way it came out with the with the white background and stuff and we're like man that look that looks badass like let's just go for that and, uh, when I yeah, when I saw the cover, when you guys made that announcement on the cover of the new album, I was like, wait a second, that looks almost too familiar for me. I have to go back and like go revisit some of your discography. I was like, okay, has it been ten years since they actually went with this? This is this is great to go back to what was the really good part. And I think your entire catalog is great, but mm -hmm. that specific part of Cataclysm and. I think it's it's really cool. It's kind of like a link in the chain in your discography, and you kind of just bring it back with the with the heartbeats. It's, and now it's it's become a traditional thing within you guys. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's kind of like it's it's to a lesser level. It's 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 our Eddie from Iron Maiden kind of <laughs> yeah image, and uh, I I think it's cool. It represents well the the music, and he re, represents well the the title as well, the Unconquered, because we felt the 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 title was, we, we came up with a title before the whole pandemic started, so it, it has nothing to do with it, but it, it works well with the what's oh, going yeah. on right now. But we came up with it because of the band's career and we're still around. We, we feel blessed that we, we've managed to avoid all the, the pitfalls and the, the bad things that happens to many bands that we see around us. And, and uh, we're still here and no matter what was thrown on us, we, we survived and we, we pushed through and, and that, that's the meaning, uh, that's a meaning of unconquered for us. But then the beast, same, same way, like he, he's there, he's unconquered, he's still alive. And uh, we felt it made sense for, for the record. Do you still, do you see this album, Unconquered, do you see this as a snapshot of where you are at a certain time in your life? Yeah, for sure. I mean, like, like, uh, you try to do your best always. Like we always did our best at a certain time where albums came out, but now I'm like, we're, we're, we're kind of a, a young adults metalheads in, in <laughs> our, um, in our forties. And I feel this album is relevant to, to what we like as a musician, as an artist, as a me personally, as a producer, like you like, you like your metal a certain way, and then that represents who I am and my evolution as a metalhead at my age. <laughs> but uh, I, I, I feel it's it's a good snapshot, and I hope it sticks, and I hope people enjoy it as much as I do. And I'm a very nostalgic person, so when you when it comes back to looking at your discography, you can see different parts of your life that shaped you who you are today. 14 albums, exactly. man. So you're covered. You just have chapters. You just <laughs> go back to that, and it'll remind you of where you are at a certain time in your life. I think that's very exactly. interesting. Now, have your aspirations as a person or a band, have they changed or evolved since when you first started in the industry? Do you see things differently now? Yeah, totally, because when we first started, like, when, I remember when we put out our first album uh, and it was 1992, Sorcery. And um, they told us, like, 
enjoy this, guys, because your career is going to last about five years. Oh, so, man. <laughs> and because they, they thought that metal would, would not be around that long. It was a trend back then. And they were saying once the trend is gone, like everything is going to change and band comes and goes and blah, 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 all that. So I didn't expect much of it. We were just out of high school at that time. And uh, everything happens super fast, but like, like life goes on, you do your thing and you don't realize it. One day you wake up and you're like, oh my God, you're, you're older. You look at all these things you did and, and, and also you look at the future and you, you think like, well, are we going to stop at some point? Because uh, we've been doing it for most of our lives and, and then there, there's going to be an end eventually, but not right now. But uh, like, and what we decided as a band is like the day it's not fun anymore to do this, then just don't do it anymore. You do something else. You got to welcome the haters, man. When someone actually tells you you can't do something, I almost welcome that because look how far you've gotten within your career and you've established this, you've established this part about yourself that you've done in your career. That's, you know, people look back on it and see cataclysm and all these albums that they have, they've had garnered and it's, it's great to see. And it's, and I'm glad it didn't last five years, man. You lasted nearly 30 years. Look at that. (laughs) Yeah. I'm, I'm I'm happy. Like it's, it's kind of like, is when we went when we uh, won that Juno award in Canada, the the, the, the Canadian Grammys, they gave us an award like a few years back, and it was kind of like that moment when you can go back to your teachers in high school and your parents are like, "See, see." <laughs> <laughs> as humble as I am, I totally yeah. like to do that sometimes. Every once in a while, if I get if I get something like people tell me that you can't do this, and I did it, and it's like you do want to tell them that you did it. Now it's you just want to keep building on that, you know. Yeah, yeah, I mean, at a certain point, it doesn't matter what people think as long yeah. as you're happy at, at what you do. And I feel we love what we do. We're very passionate about it still. The fire is still here. And uh, if, if anything, we just feel uh, grateful and blessed that we can still do this and live from it. That's almost something that's almost unheard of. And we're still doing it after all these years. So... It's uh, we every, every at, at any point we thought it would stop. We're like, okay, we got another few years or maybe another record, and then people are not gonna care anymore. And then it's just our fan base is so solid and so strong that it keeps on following us no matter what we do, or no, no matter what crazy ideas we, we have, they follow us. And then we have new and a new old new generation that starts to like the band as well, and the the they discover us with the newer stuff and then slowly they go back and they, they go back to the older things. And you, and no, you uh, yeah, you've earned every spot in that. Oh, thank you. <laughs> now, uh, JF, we covered so many topics and we're, this is the last part of our podcast. Mm-hmm. How are, how are we doing on time? Because this part is actually going to be really fun. Okay. Go for it. Go for okay. It. This is the last part. So this is what I do. I do this to all my artists. This is actually really okay. great. I'm going to put you on what we call the hot seat. Hot seat. Here's what's going to happen. I'm going to see if you know your own songs. You up for that? Okay. <laughs> so here's what I did. Here's what I did. I know you have a long catalog. Okay. I didn't pick every song. Okay. I promise you. Okay. I just handpicked just a few of them. I'm going to read a lyric and you're going to okay. tell me what song it's from. Okay. Uh, okay. All right. I'm starting to make you sweat now. <laughs> yeah, I can, I can I'm, see that. I'm sweating. We're in Dallas. So I already know it's, that's already going to be a given. <laughs> 
All right, so I'm going to go in order. I'm going to start you off easy, though. I promise. Okay. Okay. Here we go. I know the things you did. I know who you really are. Sow the seeds of confrontation into the soul of annihilation. Take the steps to enter the void, a declaration of war. Okay, that's easy. <laughs> no, we, no, okay, I feel better. So that's that's a kill shot. That's yeah, a new, okay, uh, okay, of course. I was like, should I start him off with that or not? Okay, yeah. all right. <laughs> We're on, we're, on a, we're on a good roll now. Okay. okay. I hear a million voices. They're screaming through my head. That's Messages. crippled broken. Wow. Okay. We're actually going really... You're good. You're good. <laughs> All right. All I found was a locked door. Contradictions for eternity. Opposite ways to serenity. No one knows the truth for infinity. Okay. I know exactly which riff that goes along with that. <laughs> but... <laughs> that's uh, uh that's uh, as my world burns man that is that's not bad wow. huh? <laughs> that is really good i've had so many artists say oh i won't get any of them and they get every single one of them right and then they would say oh i'll get all of them and they don't, they don't get any of them right so it's yours <laughs> yours is perfect wow okay that's, it's because you know you you, uh, you tell me the words and then i hear the riffs in my head i'm like okay see see it it's challenging because the way the lyrics are are expressed in the content mm -hmm. and if you just read it it's it kind of just confuses the musician who even wrote the lyric you know mm -hmm. it also shows how how diverse your catalog is and cataclysm is in that topic all right moving on yeah i will embody your mind witness the fire rise obey my command as you lay still in the womb of hate Great lyric. Okay. I love reading that. Okay, that's manipulators of souls. That is, yeah. Is it? Yeah, man. Yes. This, this is, <laughs> I'm making you rethink your set list, if anything. All right. Yeah. Just a couple more. All right. Ride the strains of your life into despair. Hide most of your thoughts into a stare. The reason of endless struggle is imperfection. Pressure me. Seize my strength. Paralyze my soul for you. I could, just, I could just read these all day. Again, again, I, I, uh, I hear the riff in my head. I don't know if I can give you a song title for that one. Do, do you know the Do you know the album? Would that be on? Uh, think, uh, think, on, 2013. Yeah, that, that's what I was about to say. Waiting for the end to come. Yep. You mean tell you? Is it fire, or is it the? No. Keep going. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's under lawless skies oh perfect, perfect man i love that song i always wanted to play that one live and we haven't yet but hopefully in the future hey deep cuts man yeah. all right okay let's see if you get this one here at stonehenge i stand in front of my night okay that's the very first song we ever uh, written as a band that's frozen in time and for my listeners who don't know, that's from the Death Gate cycle of reincarnation. That's the demo Cataclysm had in 1992. Here we have JF just recalling it off the bat. That's impressive. <laughs> the very first song on that demo. Well, well, it's the very first thing we ever did, and like that's like you, you, you like you're sending me back to high school years when we were <laughs> like talking to each other in school, doing these songs, and the, after school going joining for. Rear souls and, and stuff. Remember, we talked about being a snapshot of where you are at a certain yeah. time in your life. Look at that. Now I can just call yeah. it a lyric. You'll just make you remember that time in your life. That's pretty amazing. <laughs> wow. 
This is actually one of the best uh, hot seats I've ever done. That was that's amazing, man. Uh, <laughs> you did you did great actually. <laughs> you did amazing, man. Uh, JF, do you have any last like shout outs? Any last plugs? Is anything you want to mention before we finish things off here? This has been a great conversation. Thank you very much for the the time, and also I want to thank all our supporters that have been following us throughout through our long career and all the new ones that just join in and thank you so much for giving us the opportunity to be an artist and do this as a living and also thanks to the Dallas community and I'm still quite new here but I'm I'm becoming more and more embedded in the city I I, I love it I love it. I wouldn't live anywhere else and I I hope I die here and as a as a proud Dallas Texan guy. Yeah, you're a Texan. And, uh, you, Ten years you've been here. You're, you're a Texan, man. All right? You don't even have to. <laughs> my, my daughter's Texan. She was born here in Dallas. There you go. <laughs> and uh, I, I love it here. I, I feel I'm a part of you guys. And uh, just you know, anytime you see me at a show, just come say hi. Say what's up. I'm, I'm very friendly. I, I, I love having beers and drinks with people. Man, hey, we're we're neighbors. So next time, I mean, yeah. when – all ever all this is over whenever well that will be i mean i'm sure i'll see you we'll do it let's do another interview in person this has been great <laughs> awesome let's do, let's do that for sure and all my listeners who are here this is jf from cataclysm their 14th album unconquered coming up september 25th on nuclear blast records uh the kill shot their singles out right now man uh you know purchase the record support these guys they will be on the road as soon as you know uh jf this has been a pleasure man uh you stay safe out there and We'll do this again next time. Absolutely. Thank you. Hey guys, thanks for listening to Interview Under Fire podcast. If you guys liked what you heard, please subscribe and share our channel. And please leave a five-star review as that helps us tremendously. And also, if you guys have any questions or comments, you can find us at Interview Under Fire at Facebook or at Instagram. Or you can write us directly at schwag at interviewunderfire.com. That's S-C-H-W-A-G at interviewunderfire.com. Or Rezablade. That's R-E-Z-A-B-L-A-D-E at interviewunderfire.